Hello everyone, you're listening once again to the Let Us Golf podcast. This is the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. This is the week. We are here at the beautiful Brockett Hall in Hertfordshire, where they really have gone above and beyond to give us a tournament worth waiting for. We have so much going on this week and we are in for some spectacular golf. If you haven't already tuned into last week's podcast with Kate Rose, one half of the founders behind this tournament, where we discussed all the amazing behind the scenes of the tournament, what we can expect and so much more, do go give that a listen to find out more about this event. But this week, as we move into tournament week, two days. Two days is so exciting. I, of course, had to sit down with last year's champion and all-round great golfer and person, Me Leander. Me really took last year's final day by a storm. After consistent cards of 72 par and 73, she went on to score a 68 for under to take the win and remain the only golfer so far to shoot under par at the Rose Ladies Open. But that should change this year and probably will do with so many stars ready to pick up that trophy and that all important check but before all the action happens let's go chat to me who knows the course the expectations very well and who has told me personally how excited she is to return to Brockett Hall where she picked up her first win on Letas last year we cannot wait let's dive right in Welcome, Mai, to the Let Us Golf podcast. How are you this morning? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very good. Um, you mentioned you were at work. What are you doing there? Oh, um, yeah. So I'm at Discovery right now. So I'm basically just coming in to kind of, I'm, I'm helping out with the social media for the golf. Uh, so we're broadcasting the PGA Tour uh, and the, the LET actually this week. So the Irish Open. I'm going to help out with some social media things, like just making sure that the thumbnail is looking good for the, you know, when you click into the broadcasting uh, app. So that's what I'm doing today at the office. But otherwise, then, uh, other than that, I'm actually an expert commentator as well. So it's like I come here for that as well. We'll chat a little bit more about that later. But let's start by chatting about the Rose Ladies Open, which is coming up next week. How mm, exciting. So exciting. Yeah. How excited are you for it? Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, so many mixed feelings, actually, because, I mean, obviously, super exciting. Yes. But then it's also like people coming up and like, oh, are you going to defend your title? Like, how's that going to be? And uh, and I've been thinking about it. And it's like, I love the course. I love Rocket Hall. It's such a good uh, venue. It's such like great hosting of the tournament. Uh, but then it's just all about, as a player, just bringing the game. It's just all about making the first birdies and kind of get in the role of things. And 
And so many mixed feelings of like, I really want to defend this title, but I also got to do the birdies for it. So I'm not, I'm not worried, but it's just, uh, it's fun. It's a part of the game. Of course. Um, it's your first time defending a title. Is that right? Yes. How are you feeling about it then? You mentioned a little bit there, but. It is my own game. This is, that's what I love about this game. I like just golf in general, because it's me against the course. And kind of like what I remember, I have really good memories from last year and playing with last round Leanne Bailey. And I remember me doing a bogey on the first first hole and I'm like, oh, oh like is this how this is going to be. But then also rolling in three straight birdies after that. So just like, okay, that, bo- bir- <laughs> that bogey was fine, but the birdies, okay, let's go and kind of embracing them. And. And I think coming back and defending the title is also a lot of not remembering those those things because it's a new year, it's a new kind of... I don't know exactly how the course is going to be played because it might be a little bit different. I hope it's going to be nice weather. Um, but it's just all about bringing the best game you have for for the tournament. So I'll, I'll try to delete as much as I can from like, oh, I was here last year. Oh, I did this last year. And more so just thinking like, okay, I want to do this with this. Uh, what I have right now because last year I mean some some of the holes you can, can kind of reach into two and it was quite dry in some spots so it's very much like controlling the ball making sure it wasn't like running out too hard because it was f- like firm in the ground um, and it's been raining a lot I don't I know in Sweden at least but I just assume it's going to be a little bit of a different course this year so kind of just staying in the moment and I hope I'm going to be a top five today uh, this year as well but I'm very excited to see what I can do for sure. So let's speak about the course itself. What do you remember about it? How does it play? So what I remember from last year was just kind of this calm weather, just like starting with the weather because that's also kind of what, I mean, that's how you basically start. (laughs) But uh, I remember it being like damp and like quite moist, the course, but also it had been like a dry period before. So like I said, just a lot of fairways, like coming from the tee, having a drive in your hand that could mean that this ball can roll like a lot so you gotta make sure where your ball is gonna end up if you drive through the fairway like what's the rough like over there so sometimes it was more about having a hybrid in your hand and and absolutely bombing it the same distance as my normal driver would so that's what i remember from last year i have certainly some really nice holes that i remember i think ninth hole is a great hole and kind of just uh, focusing a little bit on the tee shot, not thinking about any bunkers, just trying to hit the fairway. Not, nothing fancy. But then it's a fun green to come down to. It's, it's elevation, so it's probably played at five yards, five meters downhill. So, and, But then making sure the contact of the ball is good so you get the spin. So, oh, like these are the emotions I feel now coming into this uh, tournament. It's just, I want to feel those, you know, because I'm so excited. Like last year when I played it, it was so exciting. Uh, it's you want to play the next hole. You want to play 10. You want to play 11. Ooh, 16 is a good um, challenge, you know. And it's all about kind of overcoming that. And I think Rocket Hall has some challenges up until 18 because that's when on my final round, you know, my basically some of my last shot, shot I hit over the water into the green on 18. And I, I didn't even know that I was in tied lead at that point. I basically chunked it. And my heart was stopping mid-air of that ball. Just like, oh, God, this is so bad. 
Um, but I had previously when I took the decision, I took more club. So I had more club in hand. So it was good because that little chunk made it over and kind of up to the one, two meters away from the, the hole. And I made the party. So, whew, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's a challenging course all the way until then. So very exciting. I wasn't there last year, but I can see from the scores, you were the only player that finished under par. So that kind of shows the challenge of the course a little bit if the weather was decent last year. Um, I'm praying the British weather doesn't live up to its reputation. I haven't even looked at the weather next week, but it's better than Sweden, hopefully, because we had some rough weather over in Sweden. How was, how was, I know you haven't been at all the Swedish events this year, but how were, how were they for you? Oh, uh, I, <laughs> up until my last event, uh, my last event, I think I've had, there was a rain delay, a storm delay, lightning delay on every tournament that I had gone to uh, in the, on this season. So uh, just kind of on the same page as you praying as uh, I, I hope the weather is going to be fine uh, up ahead. Um, but yeah, I mean, Swedish, the Swedish swing, <laughs> it was it was tricky. Like this weather we've ha- been having, it's I don't even know, you know, how frustrating it's been. Like I, I've heard some friends, you know, the the, the regular people t- taking their vacation and just like having rain all four weeks or something. But for us, I mean, at least we were able to play all the events and, and kind of go through them. And um, I decided to go to, uh, let's see, the Varberg tournament, Varberg, uh, instead of Kungsbacka. And, and that sucked for me because Kungsbacka played all through and Varberg didn't uh, with the points and so. But you know what, that's golf. And I, I actually, for me with golf, like I enjoy the challenges, even if it's raining and it's really tough out there. I, I really enjoy playing golf when it's tough. So I think that's usually to my advantage. But um, so I, for me, you know, looking ahead also like the end tournaments, just, I mean, tough weather is fine for me. <laughs> I enjoy playing in the rain. Just a little rain jacket and an umbrella and, yeah, you know, good, good fun. That's the Swedish in you. <laughs> so I've just spoken about your season and I know you've not played that many tournaments this year, only about five so far. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, just a little bit uh, more just inviting life, I think, to my schedule of the summers. I did this a little bit last year. I kind of shredded down on some tournaments and it's basically me just picking the tournaments I really want to go to. Uh, I mean, I love playing golf, but then I also realize that if I'm going to play all the events every summer of my whole adult life, basically, uh, I'm not inviting much of my friends into like my life and like my friends and my boyfriend, of course, and my family. So that's actually what I'm doing this year. And uh, nothing more crazy than that. Uh, I do also have a job, like I said, on the side. So it's kind of helping me with the money. So it's you know kind of balance balancing that but me and my boyfriend we went to iceland for this summer and we're going on a big trip to the u.s for 18 days in this fall so it's like i'm saying i'm just kind of inviting him more to the summers and like kind of splitting the time so but it is it is very nice i'm really enjoying this summer and yeah it's been good to have those like off weeks and then playing weeks because I feel like I just focus more on the playing week absolutely and you've had some good scores how was Iceland I've always wanted to go there oh it's 
It was so good. Iceland. Wow. I really recommend going to Iceland for anyone who can do it, but it is expensive. And it, yeah, it was good weather. It was, the sun was shining. Uh, it is colder there. They have like an average of 13 degrees in the summer. So, I mean, you just got to pack some good uh, clothes. But uh, yeah, really cool. We even played midnight golf at one of the like really cool pop courses there. So we like finished around 1130 or something. Um, it was, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Amazing. I know Raga, one of the Iceland girls on tour, she wants, she's desperate for a lettuce event in Iceland. <laughs> I actually travel with Raga um, some. Um, so I actually visited one of my, my friends that I've been on tour with for so long. She's on the LET, Gudrun uh, Björgvinsdottir. Um, and yeah, and Raga is a good friend as well. So yeah, it would be cool to have a, a, an event on Iceland, but it is, I guess it would be expensive to get there. It would be expensive to get everything around. So I totally understand that. Absolutely. Um, so is that something you've struggled with a bit? managing your time with golf and outside of golf throughout the years um i haven't really been struggling but i also just kind of realized now that i have tied up so so much of my time and it's not i haven't really had any issues with it because i basically throughout my whole career my um professional career i've been working so uh, i've been working since i basically became a pro i, I was a i guess you can call it an agent but i helped Swedish players over to college and help them out with the scholarships and just managing like how they would get to college. So I've been working, that was a full-time job that I kind of managed on the side. And so now I just realized, you know, okay, I'm turning 29 soon, actually. Uh, I think, yeah, the 12th, so it's in two weeks. Um, but I just realized that, okay, I have tied up my time for like eight years, something. Uh, and, uh, I just want to be more present uh, at things with my friends, especially with my boyfriend also, because you're never, you're not young for forever, right? So yeah, it's been good. It's been really, I have had a lot of questions like, hey, why aren't you playing these tournaments? Why aren't you? But it's just uh, nice to invite life into it. And I've actually heard a lot of former pros said that, you know, they said like, okay, I played so many tournaments all up until the last day until I was quitting and then when I finally quit or you know maybe that's their thought of it they, they finally quit they finally have time to do other things and they said it was a shame that they haven't had a better transition into that so uh, I think yeah I'm, I'm trying to do that and I, I, I'm not regretting anything so far so it's good <laughs> so are you transitioning out of professional golf or is it no 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 no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just like, no, but if I do it this way, it's easier to kind of look back and say, you know what, I was under 30 and I had a, such a great time on tour. Let's speak about your job then um, on the Discovery um, Channel in Sweden. Um, you commentate, you do social media, um, not dissimilar to what I do. Like, Are you enjoying it? Oh, I do. I do. Uh, I got the opportunity to start commentating last year. So I started you know, I, I was in an interview, they kind of got my name from somewhere and they said like, you know, my, like you, you, you could do this. And I'm like, well, really? Like, could I? And, and, and I didn't really know that you could like 
be an expert commentator. I, of course, I've seen them on TV, but I re- I didn't really know like how you did it. But basically, he said like you know, let's try out, let's see how how everything works. Okay, your start date is the Pebble Beach, the AT and T Pebble Beach PJ Tour. It's gonna be broadcast live at these times, you know. And I'm like, huh? Isn't there any you know? Isn't there any like starting? You know, wouldn't I just be practicing on a, an old recording or something? He's like, no, 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 you'll be live for sure. So that was the start of my. So I, I'm basically, you know, you would have one um, main commentator that kind of taking care of like how the tournament works, like who's uh, maybe some histories and stuff. I mean, they're very, they know a lot these people, and I would be the the second person, kind of the expert, saying like. Here's the lie. The wind comes there. And this happens, and and some of their statistics and so. So I think it's a good, it's a good thing to sit, especially me coming from the ladies tour also, and and be able to commentate on the PJ tour because uh, I think it's good to have more women on the also men's side. Um, but yeah, I feel basically still fairly new in that. Um, but it's and it's a lot of fun. So one of the highlights of the year was basically Masters when we did the Masters and it was fun. I, I got to sit in the studio and, you know, they would have makeup, like makeup and hair. You know, I would come in a couple of more hours earlier and makeup and hair. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. But then, yeah, I also do social media. Uh, so I basically, I have a, a degree in graphic design and product, product design from college. So I am, I know like Photoshop and all that. So it's not very difficult for me to kind of put on these nice nice like artworks and stuff so i really enjoy that and it's a work that i can bring every week to the tournament and so yeah i do cut some work in between the rounds and it's actually i enjoy it a lot and you mentioned about being a woman in the studio that's something we can pick up on because golf is typically like an old old man sport and i'm sure that's what the case is in britain i'm sure it's the case in sweden as well um do you feel quite empowered sitting there yeah i mean it, it, that's that was my first thought like I'm like isn't there usually like I don't want to say old men but like men has that has been there like for a while it's just that's something that I'm not saying like they're old but like they've been sitting there they've been doing this for ages so that's why I really didn't think you can kind of come in as a young I thought you had to be like 35 plus something like you've had to done this you have to have uh, a major win, you know, something to be able to sit in the studios. And I think it's cool that I get to sit there. And yes, I do feel empowered. And, and especially, you know, what I like about sitting in the studio and like when you work as an, a, a commentator, you don't always have to talk. You can just decide what you want to say. Like if I know a lot about bunker shots and there's someone in the bunker, I can really like I can say what I want to say about it, but I don't have to explain the whole, you know, this is a bunker. It's like this lie is difficult because of this and it's wind against and it's this, you know, that's what I think it's fun about doing it. And I, it doesn't really matter if it comes from a, a woman or a man. So I, that's cool that I actually get to sit there and, and, and also hopefully inspire other girls to, uh, and women to play this sport and feel like what they know is important because it's not just run by men. Exactly. And that's something the Rose Ladies series and the Rose family are trying to do um, with the event at Brockett Hall and their Rose Ladies series and their junior golf. Um, how great is it to have their name to the tournament next week? Oh, it's so good. Um, I remember from last year. So basically after I 
we had like the uh, trophy ceremony and I was I was chatting some with Kate and and Justin and uh, their kids was there uh, as well um, but I was talking with them and kind of like you know it's such a big deal that they also hang out I remember like talking with some players and they said it's so cool that they're actually here it's not just a name that's like oh here you go you can use my name use it for the tournament I'll see you later it was actually very cool that they were there and they were listening to other people and kind of like chatting, like, how was your week? Like, how has it been? Like, how was the food? How was everything? So, uh, really, really cool that they are so, you could hear it on them, like, they are so uh, involved. They're trying. They're really trying. And I think they're doing it very well. They're setting a good example. They're not just trying and seeing like, okay, you know, that's that's what it was. It was. They're actually, you know, I was listening to this podcast from uh, with Kate, and she, it, you could just hear on her, like from her, how involved she is, and she really wants to take care of all the players. And one thing I also picked up on, she said she was trying to make this Rose Ladies Open a bigger event, almost as like the let standard and i think they're that's exactly what they have been doing that's exactly how it felt last year and uh, it was really a good event all the players i think everyone just you know lift their chest up a little bit more like when they came to the range it's like oh here we are like the range is in a good condition we have this practice field and you know the the venue of rocket hall is so good um i feel like they really put up a good event I'm so excited to come back because I'm eager to kind of be in that uh, that environment again. Uh, I mean, I played on the LET also, so I know like I know how they do it. But like, yeah, it's this is very very similar, if not better than some some of the LET events. I think this is a really good, uh, well put event. Definitely. And as the development towards the LET, it's it's nice to see that. What do you think then can be done? It's quite. A- testing question to to help the women's game in golf <laughs> that's a that's a million dollar question <laughs> Ooh, um, wow what a tough question because there's so many roads to roads to begin you know there are so many small streams that lead up to this big uh, solution i guess but i think we are doing uh, well i think we're working in the right direction i know that it's always easy to say like what can we do and and one thing i like it always comes up when i talk with friends you know and and you know i just saw the tour championship on the pga tour and the winner wins 18 million (laughs) dollars that's just absurd you know and and um I think we're working in the right right direction with the women's game, uh, especially like people thinking in the general, they think it's fun to watch women's golf. That's a good start. And from the players coming from the players, we want to make it fun to like come to these events and, and be engaged. Uh, so um, I think also with uh, the LET kind of upping their price sums, some players i there was someone on the left axis this year said oh boy like the the players this year's this year is so much better than last year i actually feel that the lever the level has increased so much and i think that's just because the let up their uh, price sums so a lot of more people want to play on the let and a lot of more players like me i have a state on the let but i didn't get into any events this year i I don't get kicked down, but I also, you know, 
I don't get into any tournaments. I want to play the LEP access events. And, you know, that's how also, like, the game is growing. A better connection uh, from the LEP access to the LEP. Uh, I think it's just kind of strengthening every year. Uh, especially also, like, just hosting these types of events, like, good events, like, that you want to get to. Um, so I don't think I really answered the question, you know, how are we, what are we trying to improve with this game? Um, but I think we should also say we're going in the right direction, I think. Absolutely. I agree. It's got to be gradual. I think a better, what I think I see this year also, like the connection between the left access, the LET, you can, if you, if you can see players played on the left axis, making it through the LET and winning on the LET, that we well, we have some of those players. You know, they come from the left axis. They do well on the LET. I think I think that's just kind of strengthening the bond also, uh, of to see the path ahead of you in a clearer vision. For let's say the amateurs coming back from college, you know, they they if they want to come home, they want to try on the LET. That's a good thing. Instead of them wanting to be on the Epson tour, trying to go for the LPJ, uh, I think that's a that's a good start uh, because then we keep more players, more good players in the in Europe, and making their way through the LET instead of just trying for the US. And I think uh, I've been commentating. So some I'm commentating as well on the LET. Um, so when we show, I mean, we usually show on, on Discovery, we usually show the, all the LET events that are broadcasted. And sometimes, you know, for the bigger ones, I get to commentate those. And it's so much fun because I basically know most of the players. Uh, but um, I think looking at Maya Stark Lindgren, those for the Swedes, especially the Swedes kind of showing like, you know, go for the LET. You can do it through the LET if you're a good player. You can make it through. You can make it all the way to Solheim Cup based on going on, playing well on the LT. So I don't know how that's, if that's an inspiration for the rest of Europe, but it certainly is in Sweden. Uh, a lot of, you know, non-golfers comes up to me and asking, you know, Lin Grant or Maya Stark, they're so good. Like, do you know them? <laughs> you know, just like regular questions. I'm like, who are you? And like, oh, you got into golf? Um but I think that's that's a good start too. You know, that's fun. That's great to hear. And those two names, they've they've done amazing. Yeah. Um, we yet to get a Swedish win this year on Letas. Danes have dominated next door. Right, they have. Uh, do you think it's going to be Swedish victory again at the Rose? Um. Yeah. I hope it's going to be me. And uh, you know what? If I just get my putting together. It's been injuring my game, <laughs> my putting. <laughs> I've said it so many times. And actually, last year, Rhodes ladies, I don't think I had a three putt on the whole tournament. And I was so proud. You know, I would have been proud of that uh, anyhow, like any whatever uh, would happen with my placement and the tournament. But um, I hope it's going to be a Swedish victory and I hope it's going to be me. I'm certainly going to try to bring my best putting because then I think I could be in contention. But yes, I mean, the Swedes, we always tend to deliver in some, some way. So you'll probably see a Swedish victory by the end of the season. Well, you heard it here first. A Swedish win is coming. I hope, I hope.
We have five more events. You're playing in Rose. Are you playing it any more? We are going to a wedding. I am going to a wedding for uh, two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks. So I, I, I have to miss, I think, two. Uh, but I'll look into it. I might play the ones in Spain or something. I haven't. It's just one thing. I'll take one step at a time. Now, as a tradition, we do a little quick fire round at the end of the podcast. So are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am ready. I'm going to ask you your dream four ball, as always. But it doesn't have to be golfers. I clarify. It can be anyone in the world. In history. Oh, in history. Oh. Or present, future, past. I don't mind. Okay, I was actually thinking a little bit about this because I've been listening to the podcast. Um, and I think the first person would definitely be Tiger Woods. I feel like he's such an, a player that you cannot, like, you cannot just ask him anything. So you want to just have him on that four ball. You just know you're going to spend hopefully a good five and a half hour round, you know, slow Sunday. Uh, so yeah, Tiger Woods would be cool. I was also thinking about Serena Williams. What a woman. So cool. But then I was also thinking, I'm assuming I would be the fourth, fourth person in this group. So there's one more. And that's really up for grabs. That last, wow. <laughs> I just haven't really decided. But I've always thought like Annika Sarensam is cool. And now I got to know her. I actually got second in her event, like the Annika Invitational when I was younger. So I got to know her a little bit. And she always says, hi, me. You know, when she sees me, she's so cool. But so, yeah, you know what? Annika Sernstam, such a good mix in there. Two super cool women and Tiger Woods, all-star in the game. And me. Me. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and what's your favorite place you visited through golf? Ooh. You know what? Rocket Hall. It, like, lifts a good, it has a highlight there in the, in the lift. And um, when I won last year, they they were like, yeah, we usually do like parties and, you know, sometimes weddings here. And I'm like, oh, boy, like this is such a good venue to have like a good party or a wedding. I'm not saying like I, I have to do that. But um, yeah, so Brocket Hall is a good venue just for like golf. It's nice. The restaurant nice. The little stream coming there. Um, but then, yeah, you know what? Why not? Bro. Love that. They're gonna love that. <laughs> would you get married there? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I never know if I would get married, but like, uh, because in Sweden, it's you do it, or you, I mean, it's not everyone doesn't get married in Sweden. But I mean, it's a good venue for sure. And um, what's your favorite snack on the course? Mm. Uh, let's see. What is that? A banana, good old banana. I don't eat much on the on the course. Water. Water and banana. Simple. And what's one thing you could change about golf? If you could. Bringing the tricky questions here. Um, one thing. I mean, golf is getting better for like newer people to come on. And like, I'm just think- thinking broad. But it would be nice to get some way for like the newer golfers to just get like Here's a way you can play super easy, no need for any rules, just make it this, you know. Go grab a club, go out play, don't think about the rules. You know, if you could kind of, as a new golfer, could come up on the first team saying, hey guys, I know you have like 20 handicaps below, 
I'm just going to play with these rules. Just, you know, like nothing crazy, nothing, you know, just super simple. doesn't have to count handicap and stuff. That would be cool. Because I feel like a lot of people, when I, especially when I entered, if I just enter a group on a Saturday, I've played with so many members that are so scared of the ruling. You know, the, they come up to me like, how do you drop for a red? How do you drop for a yellow? It would be just nice to have some some super simple way for them to just enjoy it. Um, but I also understand that's like tricky. But I think that would be cool. When I've, I haven't even asked you this, but when... It's going a bit sidetracked now. Um, when you, because you spoke about that, and like, when starting golf, it's scary if you don't come from a golf family. Did you come from a golf family? I I do, yeah. And mom and, and dad played. I hated golf when I started, like nine. I hated it, and I was I was just one of those like sitting on the bench at first. But then I I how I got to enjoy it was actually you know I had a club in my hand and I realized how much better you could become like 30 shots on the range you could actually become better with 30 shots and then you give give it you know can I just hit 10 more and you could actually get a little bit better 10 more so that's that's how everything started and because I played team sports uh, before and I felt like if you put in an hour on the team sport sometimes you didn't really get the hour like in, in progress but I felt like if you gave golf one hour you actually got one hour of progress you know so that's how I felt. So I started probably like just after 10 or something. And I think I played my first event when I was 12, maybe 11, 12. I remember I did 13 on a part three. That's a good old memory. <laughs> it's definitely a satisfying sport when it goes right. So I could right. all day, um, but I can't. <laughs> we both got work to do. Um, so I'm going to end with getting your best advice, as I always do. Um, What's your best advice to a golfer? Um, yeah, I mean, focus, focus on what you want to do. Like, don't like if you want, if you want to hit that hundred mark on the range, if, and if if you do it like once, I'm sure you can do it three times in a row. You know, like try to get as best you can on your own. Don't try to do whatever something else, someone else is doing, because the one thing I've learned is that. If I can play pretty much any shot on the course, I can basically play any course in the world. It's just me, like, you know, going to a golf course, and I can handle it. So just try to focus on whatever you want to do and try to kind of succeed on, on most, most um, like, different shots out on the course. And But, like, be as good as you want to do, like, as, as you want to be. You know, try to become a, the best, like, as you want to be but no need to try to reach further than that if you don't want that's great i love that advice um and very honest to yourself and your game um so i will see you next week at brocket hall your favorite place as we've discovered yeah. um so <laughs> i'm really looking forward to that and seeing what happens out there thank you me too i'm so excited to play this course again i'm i'm thrilled but yeah, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for this call.
once again for tuning in to the Let Us Golf podcast and a big thank you for this week's guest, the brilliant Meliander, for sharing with us her insights into the Rose Ladies Open and the world of golf and really opening up about the choices she's made in her career and why she has made them. On an absolute side note, but elsewhere in the world of golf, we had a true Cinderella story on Sunday when Shinetti Wanasan took the title at the LPGA's Portland Classic after firing a round of 63 9 under par. In 2022, Shinetti won on Lettas at Ramside Hall. In 2023, she has won on the LPGA. It just goes to show where our players can end up. It's going to be a great event at Rocket Hall starting on the 7th of September. So I urge all you listening to follow all the action on the LT Access series on that LT Access on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and LT Access series on Facebook. To find out more information about the tournament, visit our website letaccess.com. To get your free tickets to the event, visit roseladiesopen.co.uk. It's going to be great. Well, as always, I really, really enjoyed that chat. And if you're listening to me now, you must have done too. So please show your appreciation by clicking that subscribing button or reviewing, rating the podcast on Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast to give the series a boost and help others find it. But not only that, raising the profile of our fantastic players. I'll be back next week, hopefully speaking to the winner of the Rose Ladies Open as we will have a winner then. It's so exciting. So see you then.